her in? Do you hug her in? Do they bring her back? Really integrating her energy into your energy. She steps in. She's like, kind of like how, who is it? The Venus, whoever that floats on the wave. She's Venus and Milo. Turtle. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's floating on the turtle and holding hands with the Empress and the Sun King. Excellent. So really feel that in your body. Mm. And knowing that restoring and reclaiming this part of yourself will inform and transform all areas of your life, whether you're aware of it or not. Again, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, professionally, creatively, sexually, socially. And that this integration of this part of yourself will continue to inform and transform you in all these areas in the days and weeks and months and even years to come, whether you're aware of it or not. And that this greater wholeness will increase your capacity and your energy and your ability of discernment and trust of yourself and accurate trust or distrust of others and that with the supportive configuration that is here, that that will happen easily and naturally. This is a new configuration for you and your adult self to be able to receive openly when it's appropriate and to very clearly know when it's not and to trust that without question. Mm. So, let's ask if there's anything else that wants to be done or communicated to be complete with this for right now. If there's anything you guys and teachers want to do, anything part of yourself wants to do or communicate, anything your personality, ego self wants to do or communicate. <sighs> See if there's anything to be complete for right now, knowing this is going to continue to unfold. Yeah, just a part of her that's connected to the heart chakra. It feels like there's um, like an innocent curiosity and at the same time loving protectiveness that is there also in the heart chakra that has been missing. But so that's great. This is really a part of your own authentic self. Yeah. So it would be very interesting to see how that wants to manifest in your life. Yes, it will. 
you might want to take a moment and just express gratitude. Whatever way you want to do that for the help received, the opportunity for healing, for the return to wholeness, and all the possibilities that it brings going forward and in this moment. Knowing that magic is real, alchemy happens, and healing is possible for all of us. So I want to thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably and all your really adept insights and and allowing this process to happen because I really believe that whenever we heal on an individual basis, we elevate the conversation for everyone. We elevate the resonance of what's happening here. So serving ourselves serves everyone. I really want to appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So give yourself some rest. Drink a lot of water. Yeah. And journal. That's a great idea. Write down what happened and um, and blessings on your path. Thank you so so much. The privilege. The privilege. Mm. And check in again. I'd love to hear what's happening. Okay. Will do. Okay. Thank you again. We'll talk again. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. And if you're interested in having a session on the show, you can send me a text, 415 Six seven two four nine nine two. You can send me an email, info at com. I'd look forward to talking to you. Love to set up a time. We can set up time that's not actually live on the radio, although I love to have people come into the station here and do work in person. We can set up a time that works for you. I do a lot of work over the phone. If you're interested in setting up a personal session for yourself or someone that you love, Again, you can reach me at ReneeMcKenna.com. My info, my email is info at ReneeMcKenna.com. And call me at 415-672-4992. My sessions typically last 90 minutes, and they're a blend of talking and then doing what I call the inner work, which is what mostly what you hear here on the radio. And... So I want to transition to one of my favorite pieces of work these days. It's actually based on a Tibetan Buddhist meditation. Whoa, Tibetan Buddhist meditation. Um, it's called "Feeding Your Demons." In its most traditional sense, it was developed in the 11th century by a Lama. A woman Lama, actually. Her name's Machig Labdrong, and it's been brought to us in the West by 
really wonderful woman spiritual teacher, um, Buddhist spiritual teacher in Colorado named Lama Tsultrum Alioni. She has a place called Taramandala, a beautiful place. I haven't had the opportunity to be there yet, but I support them and have done a lot of work with them online. If she came to San Francisco um, over the summer, at the, actually the beginning of the fall. It was great to meet her in person, and I got to ask her if I could use this process. I've kind of modified the Feeding Your Demons process to blend it with spiritual psychology, and she gave her blessings for that, which I'm really grateful for. And so... Let's listen to the feeding your demons process. This can be used. This is a fabulous, very feminine. Um, I like to use that. I really like to use the terminology feminine and masculine. I, I think it's really helpful in the way the world is right now with all the institutional misogyny and internalized misogyny. Misogyny is woman hating <laughs> or being averse to things that are female. Um, I know I had a lot of internalized misogyny and basically because I had a mother who was raised in the 60s, you know, I was raised in the early 60s and 70s and my mother was a child of the 40s and 50s and was a very meek, sickly person who deferred her power out to the men and other people in her life. And uh, she, <clears throat> she's a lot of the reason I'm a therapist. She's dead now, so I can talk openly about her. <laughs> um blame mom for everything no we can't do that I actually have a lot of forgiveness and compassion for my mother but um looking at healing from a feminine perspective it's much more about compassion and transformation and the highest good of everyone involved and the masculine approach which is a kind of a western medicalized approach tends to only look at the physical aspects of things tends to be at war um killing things you know there's a lot of killing metaphors a lot of war a lot of battling um <clears throat> and you know i guess i've really come to believe that killing war and battling things although it can produce change it also has creates more suffering and i think that if i if i think about the leader the world leaders the people that have created the greatest change they have approached the change that they're creating from a feminine perspective, even though most of them are men. So Dr. Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Jesus, all very powerful teachers and bringers of social and internal change, calling for healing and transformation, opening of the heart, that love and compassion and kindness are actually the greatest forces and you know, from the masculine perspective, those are seen as kind of weak, mamby-pamby, uh, ineffective. And they don't produce change the same way as shooting someone in the head with a gun <laughs> or cutting their head off or throwing them in jail or beating them up. Um, those are more instant change. But, you know, when you bring love to a situation, when you bring compassion and understanding to a situation, to the deepest, from a wisdom perspective, to the deepest needs that are present you can actually heal the perpetrator you can and when healing happens healing is like alchemy healing is actually changing the ingredients of what's happening it's like turning garbage into compost is alchemy making a pickle out of a cucumber 
and once you once garbage turns into compost it can't turn back into garbage once a pickle um is pickled it can't be a cucumber again and so once we have really created healing change in ourselves and others in the world it can't go backwards and that's part of the evolutionary flow i think is our call to grow in greater understanding of the unity and oneness of all of us that when we harm another another we actually harm ourselves and you know it may seem indirect but on an, on a soul level we are all connected so Feeding your demons is about dissolving whatever it is that's bringing suffering to our life. And maybe fear, it may be self-judgment, it may be addiction, it may be old, unhealed emotional wounds. Um, so this process is tremendously transformative. I use it on a regular basis myself. And um, so I'm going to encourage you to listen to... Um, this came out of a workshop that I did, and it's a little bit of a probably some, it's, it goes somewhat deeper than what I just said in the introduction, and then we do the process itself. So here we go, Feeding Your Demons on Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. So, um... So this is a ancient Buddhist practice, um, Tibetan Buddhist practice that was developed in the 11th century by a Buddhist, a female lama named Machig Labdrung. And um, there's a woman today who lives in Colorado. Her name's Lama Tsultamalione, and a very cool lady. And she has rejuvenated the process um, and modernized it and calls it feeding your demons. Um, and I'm going to record what we're doing today um, so that you guys can have access to it. It's also available on YouTube, um, and this is a practice that can be done on all kinds of different issues. Um, it's very, it's part of my spiritual practice today. So what the idea is, is that um, we are instead of trying to make things go away or kill them or cut them, or which is kind of very masculine practices that most of us do, we want to like make things go away. Um, this is a very feminine practice which actually addresses the deepest need of the issue so that the, the, need, the issue itself is transformed. And kind of like we say, once you're a pickle, you'll never be a cucumber again. Once garbage becomes compost, once transformation happens, things are different on the other side, and they don't come back. So often we spend our time trying to avoid these things that are painful, and actually what we're going to do is we're going to try to really get clear and curious about it, and we're going to bring it up and even turn the volume up on it so that we can bring healing to it. Um, that's not what this is. Okay. I don't know what that is. You know but, what? Okay. Okay. 
Um, but if we want to have tea with the devil, maybe we can do that <laughs> later this afternoon. That'll be after lunch. Tea with the devil with Julie. Okay? We'll, t- we'll talk about how to do that. We don't play fire with fire. We don't play fire with water. We play fire with gasoline. There you go. So, um, you will be asked to stand up twice in this process and face where you're sitting now. Um, and so I'll guide you through that, but just know that that's going to happen. And um, I don't know if I'm going to say too much more than that. Um, we're going to do a little body mindfulness and then um, just kind of follow as best you can with what I have to say and see what comes up. And um, okay. Okay, so. <clears throat> Um, bring your awareness into your body. You might want to close your eyes. If you want to leave your eyes open, just maybe have a soft focus on the floor in front of you. And take a minute to really come into your body. Notice where your feet are. Notice where your hands are. Notice where your head is. And perhaps bring your awareness to your breath. We begin to take a journey inward, connect, release, whatever wants to happen for our own highest good right now. And in the Buddhist tradition, suggested to generate a heartfelt intention to do this practice for the benefit of ourselves and all beings. We meant to generate a heartfelt intention that this practice benefits yourself and all beings. So we're talking about self-judgment and the difficulties, destruction that that can cause. And so I'm wondering if you can sense or feel or imagine how you experience self-judgment in your body. Where does self-judgment live in your body? You might want to take a moment and really open your inner senses of sight and sound, taste, touch, smell, instinct, and intuition, just allowing those all to open quite widely. This is a different way of knowing. But see if you can notice where self-judgment lives in your body. Is it in your head, in your neck, shoulders, belly, chest? And... How you experience it, does it have a voice, does it have a shape, color, texture? If you were going to give it a shape or a color or a texture or a temperature, it doesn't have to make any sense. Noticing where the judgment lives. It's more on the left or more on the right. Is it in the center, the front, or the back? 
what's its density? Gas or liquid or solid? I'm wondering if you become aware of this self-judgment or criticism or perfectionism in your body. And as I use those different terms, self-criticism or perfectionism, see if you can notice if there's any shift in your awareness of where it lives in your body. Does it grow or change or <clears throat> do you notice it in another place in your body that you weren't aware of before with those other words, judgment? So if you can bring your awareness to that, whatever that shape, that color, that temperature, that sound, that texture. And I wonder if you could sense or feel or imagine that you could move that energy of perfectionism or self-judgment out of your body and that it could personify itself with limbs and a head and face in front of you. So we're going to take the energy of perfectionism, criticism, and we're going to move it out of our body, and it's going to personify itself with limbs and a head and face in front of you. Moving it out of your body, personifying it in front of you. And notice what size it is. How big is it? Make any sense? How big is it? Does it have a gender? It might not. Do you sense that it has a gender? As as it takes on a more um, concrete form, a form that you might be able to be more aware of. I'm wondering if you can. Notice what the covering of its body is. Does it have a color, a texture? What's its character or personality like? Bring your awareness to its face and sense or feel or imagine that it had eyes. What's the look in its eyes? See if you can notice something about it that you haven't noticed before. Noticing something about it that you haven't noticed before. And so we're going to ask it some questions. And you don't need to ask the questions now, but I'm going to tell you what they are. So the questions are, what do you want? 
What do you really need? And how will you feel if you get what you really need? And so now keeping your eyes shut as best you can, you wanna keep your awareness inside as best you can. See if you can stand up and step into the energy of this perfectionism or this self-critic. So you wanna step into that energy. You might even take the posture of it. See what it feels like to be, and you face yourself where you are sitting. And see if you can take a moment, notice how it feels to be in that energy. And I wonder how your ordinary self looks from this perspective. How does the critic or the judge see you? And now I'm going to give you these questions and as best you can, answering them as if you were the judge or critic. Doesn't have to make any sense, just whatever comes up. What I want is, what I want is, see if you can complete that sentence. What I want is, The second question is, what I really need is, this is the deepest, most authentic need of the judge or critic. What I most authentically need is, see if you can complete that sentence. What I really need is, And then, how I will feel if I get what I really need is, see if you can complete that sentence. How I will feel if I get what I really need is, whatever comes up, doesn't have to make any sense. How I will feel if I get my deepest need met is. And when you're ready, carefully come back, step out of that energy, come back and sit where you were, back into your own energy on the chair or couch. If you connected with a guide or a teacher last night, you might want to take a moment and call them in to the room and notice where they are in relation to you. Or if you have another aspect of higher power <coughs> that you like to work with, you're welcome to call that in as well. But it's not necessary. And I wonder if you can sense or feel or imagine that this guide or teacher or yourself
can generate a nectar or an elixir from your body that is exactly what the critic or the judge really needs. That there's a nectar or an elixir that gets generated, your body might dissolve and generate it, it might pour out of your heart or your hands or your eyes, it might come from your guide or teacher or aspect of higher power. That there's a nectar or an elixir that gets generated that's exactly the quality of what the critic or the judge authentically needs. And see if you can notice what the quality of that nectar or elixir is. The color, what its viscosity is. And it moves toward the critic or the judge and they're able to receive it or take it up. They might drink it or eat it. It might absorb through the covering of their body or be poured over them or into the top of their head. How are they able to receive this which they actually authentically need? And there's an infinite supply of exactly what they really need. So noticing how they take it up, how they take it in, how they receive it, the quality of exactly what they really need. And they can receive this to their complete satisfaction. To drink or eat or receive to their complete satisfaction exactly what they really need. Infinite supply. And as they are able to receive this, they are able to uptake exactly what they really need. Notice what happens them. Do they change? Do they become? Do they change size? Do they change quality? Do they change form? Do they dissolve? What happens to them as they receive exactly what they really need? Being able to receive, drink, to eat, to their complete satisfaction, an infinite supply. Noticing what's happening. Happens to the critic or judge as it receives exactly what it really most deeply needs. And as it becomes satiated or satisfied, and there's an infinite supply, noticing what happens as it becomes satisfied, as it fully takes in exactly what it really needs. What happens to its form?
And then we want to ask it a question. So if it has changed form, we're going to ask it a question. If it has dissolved or disappeared, we're going to ask the question in a slightly different way. So we want to ask for an ally to appear, a helper, an ally to appear. If the critic or the judge has changed form, we want to ask, are you my ally? And if it's not, we can just let the nectar take it to its to the place of its own evolution. If it is the ally, we're going to notice its form. If it disappeared, we want to ask for the ally to appear. And when the ally comes, we want to notice what its form is. Doesn't have to make any sense. So you might notice the size of the ally or the transformed critic. You might notice if it has a gender, the gender might have changed. Notice what the covering of its body is, what its density is. What's its character or personality like? What's the character or personality of the ally, the helper? And what's the look in its eyes? And now I'm wondering if you can Stand up again and step into the energy of the ally or helper. So see if you can stand up and step into the energy of the ally or helper and face where you're sitting and notice what it feels like to be in the energy of the ally. And also notice how the ally sees you. How do you look in your ordinary self to the ally? And then we want to ask the ally some questions, and you're going to finish these sentences as if you were the ally. How I will help you is, finish that sentence. How I will help you is, or I will help you by, I will help you by, and the next sentence to be completed, I will protect you by doesn't have to make any sense. I will protect you by. 
ally makes a pledge to you, my pledge or vow to you is, I pledge to fill in the blank. Or I vow I will blank. The pledge or vow the ally makes to you. And how you can connect with me is, and finish that. You can connect with me by and when you're ready, come back into your regular seat again. With the ally in front of you. And I wonder if you can sense or feel or imagine that the ally the energy of the ally pours into your body that the ally is offering their life energy to help you ally pours energy into your body it may enter into your heart or through your eyes or the top of your head or your belly and the energy of the ally flows all the way down to the soles of your feet and the tips of your fingers and the top of your head. Every system, every organ, every cell of your body. Receiving from the ally. And perhaps you can sense or feel or imagine that the ally dissolves into light and that light pours into your body, integrating and infiltrating every cell, illuminating, transforming, healing. And that then your body dissolves into light. You might notice if there's a color light that your body dissolves into. And you can rest a moment in stillness. And when you're ready, bring your awareness back into your body. And it might be helpful to write down your experience in your journal if you choose to do that. Hello and welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee McKenna, and I'm a therapist and healer in San Francisco. Today we're going to take a journey to an aspect of the Divine Feminine, the Great Mother, the Great and Ancient Tree, the Tree of Life that's available to all of us here on Earth. It's an aspect of the Earth energy 
that has only our highest good in mind. So take a moment and get settled. And when you're ready, I wonder if you can sense or feel or imagine that there's a path or a stairway in front of you. And this path or stairway leads to a very safe, beautiful, and sacred place in nature. Notice what the path or stairway is made out of. Is it wood or stone, cement or earth? Notice if it goes up or if it goes down. And begin to travel along it. Notice if it's day or night. You might notice if you can hear anything, smell anything. Notice any creatures or other things along the way. And not too far up ahead, you see some kind of a transition. It might be a doorway or an arch, some kind of a change. And you pass through that transition, and on the other side, you enter into a beautiful and lush, very peaceful and sacred place in nature. Before you, you see a great tree. Branches are thick and strong. They spread high into the sky. Its ancient trunk has deep roots under the ground below your feet spread in all directions, anchoring it firmly to the earth. Notice what's around the tree. What's its setting? And as you approach the tree, you can feel its wisdom, its compassion, its awareness of you. And it's very glad that you have come. The great tree has been waiting for you. This is an aspect of your own true home. Your spirit can rest here. In fact, you can do whatever you want here. You can explore... You can lay down, you can climb or lean against the tree, whatever feels like the right thing to do. But open your heart, open your body, open to really feel the connection with this great mother.
the resources of wisdom, strength, guidance, renewal. She is a resource and a source. Grounded, growing, always available. Available for compassion, guidance, strength, ancient knowledge. See what feels like the right thing to do. And just allow yourself to be in this presence and receive. Receive what wants to be given to you right now. Receive in your body, in your mind, your emotions, your spirit, and your energy system. You are a child of the earth. And the tree of life is an aspect of your own true nature. See if there's anything that wants to be communicated or offered or done right now. Anything to receive or to release in this place. You're welcome to stay here as long as you want. When you're ready, just travel the path back that brought you here. And bringing back with you the connection with this vital and sacred aspect of the Great Mother, the Divine Feminine. of the earth. Blessings on your path. Hi, and welcome to Spiritual Psychology, session number three. My name's Renee McKenna, and... We're going to start by doing a little grounding and setting our intentions for the day. So just taking a moment and putting your feet on the floor. You can be sitting or standing and just really dropping into the body. You might want to roll your shoulders and flex your knees. 
and fingers, toes. which sucks, especially when you're doing comedy. Comedy pays a lot of drink tickets, you know? So I, like, now I've had to do like only paid shows, so no offense, but you guys have to put at least $1 uh, towards, this, towards this pregnancy. <laughs> but yeah, so now I'm starting to treat myself with respect for the first time ever, feeling great. Um, but my baby takes a lot of credit. I think for things, uh, people are people are like you. You know, you look good. Things look good for you. You know, you got your your hair looks nice. You're you're glowing or whatever. You got that pl pregnancy glow, and I'm like, this is not a pregnancy glow. This is me swatting away whiskey cocktails and lines of cocaine at every party. This is me putting in the hard work. This baby is not fucking doing anything except for floating around and fucking. I don't even know what. It seems like a chill existence. Meanwhile, I'm cleaning my house with no Adderall. Fucking boring. <laughs> I've had to switch to podcasts. Ugh. That's what sober people do. They just, they switch to podcasts. <laughs> so stupid. I don't know. It's cool, though. It's cool. I'm, uh, my, my kid is due on...
speed gibson today why not because who knows man the format might change if uh the host co-host comes back like on a permanent basis type thing so i want to make sure i got a couple in plus i don't know i like speed gibson and the goddamn video game keeps pulling me back in so <laughs> i was busy anyway i was busy that's busy yeah whatever all right um naked capitalism links 11 18 18 just thinking about this thing real quick i was like you know it's really funny it's goddamn studio sometimes it's really funny like it's it's sometimes just the worst of both worlds it's like cold in the goddamn like quote unquote like winter and it's hot as balls in the summer it's like fucking hell but what do you do i always complain when my hands are cold because i can't i i can do i can do anything except at the proper speed <laughs> anyway all right um yeah links 11 18 18 i'm gonna try to power through these real quick because he said he'd be here in probably like a half an hour um plenty of brits reckon a robot would make smarter decisions than a human boss metro uk um, <laughs> a vaccine that could block mosquitoes from transmitting malaria the conversation Alcohol is killing more people and younger. The biggest increase are among women. USA Today, more deaths from despair. Yup. The mystery virus is far worse than the flu, BBC. <laughs> Had to make sure in my mind that shit was plural. All right. Um, one of the fathers of AI is worried about its future. MIT Technology Review. The other constitutions. New York Review of Books. Retired uh, summer court justice John Paul Stevens. <clears throat> one Ray, one, one Ray. <laughs> that goddamn Speed Gibson and that fucking really, boy, that thing got really Asian-y, didn't it? Or Oriental. That's what the fuck that thing did. Whoa. Well, well whatever. Um, you know, I'm the fucking 40s of... Okay, one way of reading this is that with the Supremes captured by you-know-who, we'll have to look increasingly to state courts for sensible juris jurisprudence. Oof. Alas, such judgments will apply to a specific state and can be overruled by the Supremes. Note that Stevens was a Ford appointee. Yeah, I know John Paul Stevens. Uh, California burning. Here's why researchers say breathing San Francisco air today is like smoking 11 cigarettes. Well, luckily, I smoke. I could probably think I smoke 11 a day. <laughs> I'm good. Just like a regular day for me. I'm not wearing a fucking mask. Um, that's from the San Francisco Gate. 
is wearing a face mask the new normal for Californians. Tree hugger. Search on now for 1,276 now miss yeah now missing after California's deadliest wildfire. California fires. Trump views devastation, vows to prevent fewer catastrophic wildfires. What's he gonna do? Uh, knock PG and e make PG and E more fucking responsible for their uh, power lines. Yeah, <laughs> this worked so far. <laughs> uh, wireless throttling. Senators ask four major characters about uh, carriers about video slowdowns. Our Technica. Hmm. I'm surprised I didn't read that one. Well, I guess it's from this morning. <laughs> I don't think I've read anything. Um, our famously free press. The media wants Congress to let it gang up on Facebook and Google. That's from old BuzzFeed. Uh, class warfare. Tech workers need to keep organizing. Jacobin. Barack, bon, Barack von Obamenberg. Hair Donald and big capitalist hypocrisy on how fascism happens. Counterpunch. Uh, read this. It's much better than the title promises. Yeah, I bet. But you could... <laughs> I mean, I guess he didn't want to make the damn thing a novel because you could walk this shit back to this like late mid late seventies, but whatever. All right, I guess it's the condensed version, I guess, or the the what what would you call it? The uh, what's that goddamn Reader's Digest version? <laughs> um, I wonder if that's still a magazine. I'm gonna have to. I doubt it's a magazine. Maybe it's still online. Who knows? Uh, class warfare. Tech workers need to keep organizing. <laughs> That's actually sort of a funny bit to think about Americans. <laughs> we don't like to read so much. We had fucking like one of our number one magazines was Reader's Digest. <laughs> like the abbreviated, truncated, fuck it. I, I, think, I think I read the book version of the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reader's Digest was fucking weird. Anyway, it was like um, oh god, like like move like R-rated movies on airplanes. <laughs> like what the? F I think I saw that movie. Like I saw Vegas Vacation on an airplane, and I've heard that that's filled with nudity and shit. I've I've never seen it. The movie I saw was fucking horrible, horrifying. Anyway, that talk about getting on a side note, um. Century-old West Virginia lease, leases yield uh, paltry gas royalties. A suit could cut others' payouts to a trickle, too. Ooh. ProPublica. The egregious lie Americans tell themselves. Toothpick. Hmm. Which, there's a lot of it. What, the greatest country in the world. We're fucking democracy. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> I don't like headlines like that. The egregious lie. There's a lot of them. Uh, the courts see a crime. These lawyers see a whole life. Marshall Project. Uh, woman's death casts shadow over France's yellow vest protests. Hmm. Agency France Presse. Uh, UK austerity policies punitive, mean spirit, and callous, says UN expert. No shit. That's what austerity policies are. That's from DW. Um. Hmm. Voting advice on CEO pay is usually ignored by big asset managers. No shit. Thanks, Financial Times. Paywall fuckers. Enemies pursue Soros in Germany. Great. Handelsblatt. 
Jesus, that guy actually was like chased by Nazis, I think. And now he's like, in my old age. Wow. Okay. Um, Brexit. Uh, Brexit. Another fine mess. I used to like that movie. There's two movies I was thinking about, or one I was thinking about today, and now another one that just popped in there, A Fine Mess. That's one, like the one Blake Edwards film I don't mind with Ted Danson and Howie Mandel. And then um, I really do like Soul Man with uh, with C. Thomas Howell. It's a sweet film. It actually has a decent message, and it's got one of the funniest, like, scenes i've seen in movies i think it's because it was like one of the first times i've seen a movie like like take a joke and just really stand on the motherfucker right um if you ever get a chance hell just check out youtube check out it's out of context as fuck but it fits it's an easy joke it fits right there it stands on its own is the uh just look up soul man dinner dinner scene and you'll see i'm not gonna ruin shit all right um, I'm ruining it, but I don't want to spoil the fun. Um, Brussels won't allow Brexit to deal do over Politico. Oh, an, uh, f- another fine mess is uh, EU referendum.com. <laughs> I thought the song was so stupid. It's a fine mess. Did you do do that for getting What? <laughs> I bet you that's a remake of some old ass movie, too, because that's what that dude did a bunch of whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Brexit. No question, quote unquote, of further negotiations of Theresa May's deal rejected, says Miracle Independent. From the Sunday Times. <laughs> what do we want? Now! <laughs> That's all these fuckers. This is really. <laughs> Boy. Goofy, Blake Trout lip picture of fucking. What's his name? Boris Johnson behind some. I'm pretty sure he's important, but some kind of pencil nosed weirdo with his hand up talking about their Brexit. They're all a bunch of like fucking levers, like in their parliament. <laughs> Three panels, what do we want? Silence. <laughs> Got his hand in the air like black power. <laughs> he drops his hand over to his fucking sort of old, like right over the crown of his head. <laughs> when on the silence one, and then he thrusts it back up in the air when they yell now boy they 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 all the caricature of these assholes boy they, they boy they are they really he's good at making them look like idiots <laughs> and they're all melting and shitty and like evil and ugh. yeah comics are good all right democrats in disarray dems wonder if sherrod brown could be their magic man the hill i doubt it is bill oh that was, that was my little two cents is bill and hillary's tourist sideshow the democrats don't need guardian when you've lost the guardian ocasio cortez backs campaign to primary fellow democrats politico i love that girl man i that girl is the real deal all right um <clears throat> That, I guess I should call her that woman. That woman is the real deal. But if I call the guy a guy, that guy is the real deal. I call her a girl. Oh, whatever. Whatever. A girl can be fucking pejorative, but like, I, you know, I, you know, the way I would, this is the way I'm going to take it from now on. I'm just going to assume that girl to women could be like boy 
to black men. You know, it's a diminutive thing and fucking insulting. So, yeah, I just try to stick with women, you know, fucking work on my language, man. Quit saying fucking all the time. <laughs> 2018 postmortem. Chuck Schumer caved to Facebook and Donald Trump. You shouldn't lead Senate Democrats. Intercept. Fight to fight for House Speaker explodes in national political campaign. WAPO. Uh, Gilliam or Gillum concedes in Florida uh, gubernatorial contest. WAPO. That's a shame. Uh, I like what uh, Stacey uh, a- Abrams did. She was like, I do not concede, but there is no way that our fucking state will allow what I know has been hella irregularities. There's nothing to do about it. I'm handcuffed, so I'm out. But you know this is bullshit type shit. It was really cool. Um, Sarekistan, uh, she was the uh, running for uh, Georgia. Yeah, because he's Florida, she was Georgia. Uh, stand by blocking Yemen resolution, House GOP is advocating its duty to decide war and peace. Truth out. Afghanistan takes center stage in new great game. I love that it's all capitalized. New great game. Asia Times. Pepe Escobar. Kamal Khashoggi case. All the latest updates. Al Jazeera. Trump speaks with CIA about his killing. Wapo. Turkey. This is fucked up. Turkey reportedly has a second audio tape of a Saudi hit team discussing details of Jamal Khashoggi's murder, bolstering the CIA's claims. How many fucking tapes are there? What? What the fuck, man? Like. I recommend you don't try to kill anybody with any Saudi troops. It's like you're you're more bugged. Like there's more shit going on. It's like you're on the fucking uh Twitch. Just do it on the Twitch stream. <laughs> we gonna kill the motherfucker. That's as bad as the motherfuckers uh used to be on like uh uh MySpace or some shit talking about we gonna fuck this dude up. Yeah yeah yeah. Let's do it. Uh, the police was just like uh yeah it was these motherfuckers right here. All right, <clears throat> India. India's plan to tackle uh, antibiotic uh, resistance is toothless without a strong public health system. Scroll in. Modi government to propose rules allowing closer supervision of RBI. Report the wire. Uh, that's scroll that in. That you know dot India. Um, India revives its dream of manufacturing pa- passenger aircraft. Economic Times magazine. Tariff tantrum. Xi Jinping, Mike Pence trade barbs over trade war at APEC summit while selling visions for regional cooperation as the SCMP. Trump transition, uh, big pharma bankroll pro Trump group as uh, Trump push pharma tr- tax cut, capital of Maine, uh, David Sirota. Tough on crime, quote unquote. Trump comes out for sentencing reform. American conservative. A new Matt Taibbi one. Uh, Trump's defense spending is out of control and poised to get worse. No shit. As the, uh, that's Rolling Stone, Matt Taibbi. As the Obama DOJ concluded, prosecution for, of Julian Assange for publishing documents poses grave threats to press freedom. Intercept Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. Important. Greenwald makes clear that too many Democrats misguidedly support targeting Assange 
for the role they think WikiLeaks played in thwarting HRC's Hillary Rodham Clinton's installation into the position that she and many of her enablers believe she was due. Too rich to jail? New York Times. Modo. Marine Dowd. What's got into Modo? Uh, Reading all the recent stories about the 10th anniversary of the financial crisis, it's easy to see the neon line leading from Barack Obama's (laughs) failure to public... Jesus Christ. Failure to punish Wall Street scammers to the fact that Republican scammers are now infecting the entire infrastructure of government. No, sure. President Obama and his Attorney General uh, Eric Holder Jr. made a terrible mistake by letting the uh, miscreant bankers off the hook rather than saying, as FDR did, I welcome their hatred. It's almost like she's reading Naked Capitalism. Let's say welcome, the more the merrier. Oh, yeah, the day MIT won the uh, Harvard Yale game. Yeah. ESPN. It's cool, man. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the it's the time they blew up a fucking balloon under the goddamn stadium and like won the fucking game. But yeah, uh, permit me a short amble down memory lane. I remember this well as it was my senior year and I was just finishing my tenure as editor in chief of the Tech, MIT's oldest and largest student newspaper. The staff ate pizza the Sunday night after the Saturday game and put our uh, next issue to bed. Seeing the pics in the video, the years just fell away, and I realized that no one could get away with such a stunt today. At some stage, the, prepar- the perpetrators would have been frog-marched out of Harvard Stadium to face who knows what charges. Whereas way back then, Paul Gray, then MIT Prez, wrote to his Harvard counterpart, Derek Bach, after the fact, according to the tech. <laughs> things she used to write for dear Derek word has come to me that our campus police are holding some property which rightfully should be located in your campus police are holding uh, some property that which rightfully should be located in the MIT museum can this be true surely you surely you have little use for a makeshift device constructed from vacuum cleaner parts points from a 1967 Mustang and a handful of marbles we however being the sentimental sort would take great care of, indeed, would enshrine the symbolic highlight of the 1982 f- uh, football season. Please give it back. Sincere- sincerely yours, Paul E. Gray. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So there you go, folks. Shooting through the fucking news. Try not to get sidetracked too much, man. I said, hey, man, why don't you get on the phone? Um, I was thinking, as be thinking. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about um getting on stage more. I was gonna do it yesterday, but this fucking video game. Oh yeah, that's what I'll talk about for half a second. Fucking this game, man. There's this thing. Okay, there's a thing about this. Do this mic. The thing about some video games that like is really kind of crazy. Oh, maybe it works better there. This something's wrong. Eh, who cares? Okay, I just carry around this thing like I'm on stage. All right. Anyway, move over. That's what I'm thinking about doing is getting more into standing up more. But okay, sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a pain in the ass. That was not even a sentence to be followed. Okay. Uh, I was... I just had a fucking just brain just stopped. Just stop. Okay. Fetch quests stink <laughs> for my money. If you're not invested like really hard in the goddamn story in a in a role playing game, Japanese role playing game especially, these stupid fetch quests make me just go bananas. So this is what we're gonna do. I see something interesting that I've never heard before. And I'm going to play it with you. This is the JB's Funky Stuff. And we're going to play a little of this. What is this? Ike Dyson. I don't know. Well, uh, I just want to hear some fucking JB's this morning. And if this stinks, then I'm just going to go to something else. Because I already know what fucking the JB is I want to hear, so. Anyway, let's see here. Looks like a dragon festival to me. See the dragon, Gene? With one fella under his head, moving his eyes and making smoke come out of his nose and mouth. And the other fella's under the canvas that's supposed to be his body. Yes. That dragon's face sort of scary. He shouldn't. He's a good dragon. Supposed to scare away evil spirits. <laughs> How is it that you know so much about the dragon dance speed? I've seen a lot of them in San Francisco, Dr. Kingsley. Lisa, I guess it's the same dance. <laughs> Dragons all look alike to me. As bad as that dragon is, he's beautiful compared to the octopus. I'll say so. Golly, I wish Clint, Barney, and Bob had come back. Well, it takes time to deliver a prisoner's speed. You'll have to tell the local representative and the secret police something of what's happened during the past few weeks. Yeah, I know. But I'd like to get started for Tibet again. The longer we're aground, the more of a chance the octopus will have of getting away from us. Oh, dear. After seeing what the octopus does to try and get rid of you and Clint and Barney, I'm not sure that you ought to ever catch up with him, Speed. You mean you think we ought to give up the search, Gene, and let a criminal like that do what he pleases just because we're afraid we might get hurt? No, not that exactly. But I'm so afraid for you all, Speed. You needn't be, Gene. Why, look at all the adventures we've had since we first met you in Honolulu. And you've even been in some of the tight corners with us. Well, we've always managed to come out all right, haven't we? Yes. And besides that, if we gave up the search now, we never would find Miss Marcia. Oh, we must rescue her from the octopus.
give you a small post. Yeah. But now, don't you want no more, boy? You better get away from there. You got to ask too much. Fred, now, Jack, you better stay in there and have him. We let him go a little bit by himself. But if he lose the funk, we got to chunk him out. <laughs> Listen to the unfamiliar voice. <laughs> He's back from assignment, everybody. This is, this is, hi, hi. We on? Are we live? We are live. live. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Doing it live. Kicking it live. Well, you. I was talking to this guy. This guy's never heard of half and half as a cream. He's only heard of half and half as a spliff. No, I never heard it as another name for a spliff. It's just what I call it. Oh, it's what you call it. Yeah, that's what I've always called it because when it, where I was coming, where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of people calling it spliffs, and most people weren't smoking that shit anyway. People weren't smoking my whatever I was smoking. Spliffs. My little old small town. Joints and <laughs> joints and pipes and you know, so they didn't and blunts and. No, that, even back then, people were falling out of the smoke game. Like, I was... Falling out of the smoke game. Yeah, like, the last years of, like, it being legal, I was alive during. Like, you could still smoke in bars when I was still coming up. It was, like, on its way out, though. Oh, this is, like, before the Controlled Substances Act? Yeah, whatever the fuck they called it. I don't even remember what... Michigan, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it may have already been... 
No, it. But the thing was, it was like I think it may have been outlawed, and I think it was one of those things where California was like a leading state. <laughs> it was on the. It's one of the few times I was on the side of the libertarians. Who <laughs> I, like, I hate. Just a bunch of white nationalists under a different name. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was. Uh, but no, back then I think at the time it was illegal like it just got passed to be like illegal in california like san francisco especially or something like maybe la too like they had like citywide shit and then it like went to the state and then it just you know crossed the whole country or some shit but i don't even remember the name of the law i just remember it still being legal like and i remember when i was really little there was like still ashtrays in movie theaters <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on. I was seriously s sort of surprised to see, to still see like all this weed legalization and shit over the years. I'm still surprised. Oh well, yeah, that too for sure. <laughs> well, you know, it <laughs> oh, CD2. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he would have probably been chowed down on all those edibles, dude. That's what really knocked him out of the game. <laughs> All that. Yes. It, so it's not as hard drugs. <laughs> no, just kidding. I find it lame. Or liquor. But yeah, you know that's a perennial. Like we, like weed is always gonna be a perennial. I just, I what I kind of like about it is that, is that it took sort of that the quote unquote coolness out of it for when you're young, you know, and you're just like, yeah, man, I'll smoke some pot and shit, and just like do something different and sort of exciting. They, they took all that shit out of it. They stripped it of like any of that sort of like, yeah, which is all right. But I guess maybe it is if you're under eighteen or whatever the fuck. Or how old do you have to be? Twenty one or eighteen? Eighteen? To buy a pot, like buy in pot? yeah, in California. Is it eighteen or is it twenty one? Yeah, fuck it, I'll look it up. Yeah, it's really funny. That's one of those things you obsess about when you're young. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was. That's kind of what I made me think about it. Um. Let me see, legal age. Because um, that's sort of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's, what I'm look that's, that's all I'm looking at. Yeah. I love... Yeah. People are really getting on the mushroom kick lately. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah.
Oh yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been on the mushroom things. I just don't like mushrooms because I, 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 it makes my stomach queasy. <laughs> I don't like regular mushrooms, like on pizza. I don't, I, it really makes my stomach go like, ugh. I just mean like regular mushrooms, mushrooms in pasta, mushrooms, uh, like around. I don't like the fungus. I don't eat fungi. <laughs> Me. I don't mind it, but I don't, I, I, I sort of ignore it. It just sort of gets wrapped up into the crust. It's not, it's not one I'd go for. I, I wouldn't choose it, but I wouldn't be like, I'm not eating it. No, I don't like mushrooms. Yeah, no, I just don't like the consistency. It's a mouthfeel thing. I don't like a, that spongy, weird, kind of slick, kind of, like, I don't like flan. I don't, I don't like flan, but I'll tell you, like, look, I don't like that earthy kind of flavor. Yeah. The texture. Yeah. Like, uh, what, um, uh, which is weird because I like, I like gummy candies and I don't like fucking like chocolatey shit normally, but fr I go fruit normally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with chocolate that much. Yeah. Which is weird, because I used to work in a place, I used to, I used to, no, but I used to eat, no, I used to work in like a chocolate factory, <laughs> it's so, so weird, I didn't like, I wasn't, I was sort of eh, going in, I didn't give a fuck, <laughs> I was just like, alright, I was, I would have like my entire arm in, I didn't eat it when I worked it because I didn't like it much then. <laughs> I just, I was just there. But, uh. Oh, for sure. I, I eat chocolate. It's not like I don't, I don't eat it. It's just, I don't. If I, if I got a choice, baby, if I got a choice. Yeah, but you know what? I like a chocolate croissant. Yeah, so you know, like I said, I like chocolate in small, but you know why? Cause, cause chocolate's such a fucking overwhelming goddamn flavor. Like it, it chocolate muscles its way in. Right? <laughs> it's dominant. And no matter what you put chocolate in, if you put chocolate in a pasta sauce, you would be never, but you would taste it like a motherfucker because it's so dominant. You could have a pot of pasta sauce, and if you dropped a fucking thing of even Hershey's cheap ass chocolate in there, I bet you'd taste it because it's so dominant. Not not every flavor does that. It doesn't merge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coffee and cocoa go well together. No. Those balance because those are two earthy flavors. Like you could probably do like. 
Yeah, you do. I, you know, when I, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to like putting a. You gotta want, yeah. You gotta want the chocolate going in. Fuck no. Unless you're making a weird dessert pasta. Yeah. I like regular croissants. You? Yeah, I don't like salmon. Ugh. Yeah, I bet it. I bet it's okay. I've had it a couple times. Salmon once. Yeah. Okay. Oh fuck. Oh, <laughs> he goes to sleep first. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Like paradise. <laughs> <laughs> first, it's like, first it is the, the bedroom yeah. with the bed. With a bear in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you're louder than the ship, you're 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 not good. <laughs> That's awful. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, I got that exercise. You you exhaust yourself. I go back home and I'm like Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't sit around. My feet hurt <laughs> the first day of walking all night. Oh, fuck off. That <laughs> Let me tell you something. Last time I fucking was, <laughs> last time I woke up at goddamn five thirty in the morning, like on purpose, I was home. I was being woken up for because I was in a shelter. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that bullshit. No, but that just that tells me that is not a vacation. That's a bummer. Okay, here we go. This is what I found out about buying pot legally in California, okay? What do we have? If you're between if you're 21 and older, you can buy and possess up to 28.5 grams, a little over an ounce of marijuana and up to 8 grams of cannabis and up to 6 live plants. If you are between 18 and 20, you can buy and possess up to eight ounces of marijuana and 12 live plants. 
but only through the state's medical marijuana program, which requires a physician's recommendation, which means nothing. You can possess up to eight ounces. Yo, blood, when I was 18, you remember when you first saw an ounce? When weed was not legal? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, you remember the first time you saw an ounce, right? On a motherfucker, right? That was like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen eight ounces on a motherfucker. <laughs> That's like, that would fill the table. I didn't even know you used Ziploc bags like yeah. <laughs> you could you could make you could make like a you you can make like a dog's like a dog's mattress out of like eight ounces <laughs> That's what yeah. yeah it's like seeing fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars in one place you're like I've, I've, it, through, through my life, I've seen a hundred. Yeah. 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 It's like, I've seen this much, like, in my life. I just never all in one spot at one time, right? Like, if you parsed it out. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. Your whole, your whole fucking house. I was just talking about how that's crazy amounts of fucking pot, even for, especially for an 18 year old. I can't even imagine it. All right, so where can I legally buy it? From retail outlets. Uh, in what form? Dried pot, concentrates, hash, uh, butane hash oil, CO2 oil, tinctures, edibles, <laughs> topical treatments. Live plants. There you go. Can I have it delivered? Yep, I've had it. Have you ever had delivered? I've had it delivered to the house. Fuck yeah. I'll tell you what I did. When I lost my license, when I lost my ID, I already had it on file, so I just had him deliver the shit to the house because I didn't have to use my ID to get in the door. I didn't have to show my ID because I was already on the file. That was my fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I just do it. I call them up. I don't do it online. I just call them up. Hey, man, I want two of these, one of these, and take it to the air, and like I'm ordering a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan of moving around and getting to do shit. That's why I got here early. I did some sweeping this morning. I swept out front shit. Dude. <laughs> Oh shit. Where'd you go on this cruise? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a guy, it's a cruise. <laughs> For sure. Okay. 
That was nice. Little European vacation. Good movie. Oh, I've been a yeah. France is cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's the first place your mind went. <laughs> they got naked chicks in, in stone. <laughs> what part of France did you go to? Oh, you obviously you're on the coast. So, what part of what parts of France? Because I've been to France. Okay, yeah. Marseille's fucking gorgeous. Oh, you did. That's why I was wondering if you got in country at all. Did you do the? What happened with that? For sure. For sure. Oh wow! For sure, that I just yeah. The transport time is gonna be forever. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because you left your <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's a bummer, man. You're hella early. Ain't nobody going. Where'd you go catch the. No, man. You got to catch that uh, uh, Monte, uh, <laughs> Monte Carlo breakfast uh, uh, burrito. <laughs> Oh, that that oh, that's a bummer. That's it's like. Cool. I mean, there's a lot of places to walk around. And yeah. Out, but, you know, sometimes it's just like, yeah. For sure. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. But but uh, I was gonna say when I went like the one time I fucking never went to Europe and shit, but. Travel's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, cool. That's that's fucking famous. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh. I, I'm assuming his name is Brian. I don't know. What, he just called it Brian Juice? It's not a Brian, B-R-I-N. Star of Juice. Oh, so, Brian. Brian Juice. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> okay, buddy. I I will not mind you. Okay. 
<laughs> we, yeah, it's cheaper, man. All right, then I'm staying in the living room. <laughs> Yo, but you got, you got that local flavor, B. There, there is an exit. There's a door. <laughs> there, there better be fucking two doors, man. I gotta get one door out, one way in. Uh oh. Oh, of course, man. You got bad luck with snoring ass. Was it like a lived, like a furnished basement? Oh yeah, yeah, furnished basement. Yeah, I mean, cause being from Michigan, man, there there's furnished basements and then there's unfurnished ass basements, which are a lot of them. Are, there's a lot of them around that, like around here. Yeah, we had a furnished basement, like before, like at our last house here. Well, I was gonna say, I was, I like. Were you going down the mountains or something? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of people doing that for sure. Like you just ride the brake sort of because you're just, there's no reason to. Oh, that's a bad time for radio too, brother. Country, and the other one was Western. Hey, the JBs. I I can, but that's fine because I I don't mind it. But if but it can get fucking repetitive as fuck if you didn't. <laughs> it's like listening to re or reggae. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Klezmer rock? <laughs> okay. I'm going with Funkadelic. But I would listen to some Klezmer funk to, to spice it up once in a while to laugh. But there's no fucking way. I like, you know, I like Black Flag. I like the Misfits. I like shit like that. I like Bad Brains. I like... <laughs> Out of schlep with the world, <laughs> minor threat to doom, out of step. Yeah, it klezmer. It's klezmer. If it's if it's Jewish, yeah. Okay, this is important about marijuana. Can I smoke outside? No. Whether you're medical or recreational user, it remains illegal to consume cannabis in public. Yes, that's what I'm reading. <laughs> what about in my car, man? You can't smoke, vape, or eat cannabis while sitting in a car, driving, or while riding in the passenger seat of a car. That also goes for a boat, aircraft, or any other vehicle used for transportation. You know what, man? I was thinking about this earlier. Whatever happened to the... Because they were talking about it on Speed Gibson, the little radio show I play in the beginning of this. But um, they, they landed a... Um, an aqua, wait, 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 amphibian airplane, an amphibious plane. I was like, man, remember when amphibious planes were a thing? You fucking land, you got every, every goddamn waterway is your, 
is your uh, landing pad. Yeah, what happened to them fucking things? And them shits was cool back in this, like in the but 80s, man. Everglades. Everglades. Uh, yeah. Water. Water landing. There's a hole. We live in the bay. I've never seen a seaplane out there, man. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Man, fuck that. We need to get the FAA to get on. Because, like, if people had seaplanes. How about, how about, was it, like, uh, if, the Blue Yeah, the, what is oh, that? Oh. Fleet Week. That's that bullshit. Fleet Week. Oh, I, I thought we were going to talk about that off here, but if you want to talk about it on here, that's cool. Okay. I like that. I saw that. That was cool. Yeah. This is a good area for him too, because like, uh, like. Yeah. Yep. Mhm. Yeah, I think Mission Books went over there from when it was on. Oh, for sure. They usually have a stand of books outside on the street. Or for free, or for free yeah. Or like for a buck, they usually have like dollar books sitting out there. Oh, and you know what they just fucking had? I, I think it's either ending this week. I think it's ending like this coming Sunday, like like right before Thanksgiving and shit, is um the library down at the Presidio. Oh. They're doing their uh annual like uh book fair thing. Of- yeah, man. It's super cool. Hey, do like two hours. Let's do yeah. Get the time to browse and look and shit. Yeah. 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 There's oh for sure. In fact, well because <clears throat> you know it's really funny speaking about books. I just saw when I was uh right after I got done sweeping uh the fellow who runs like I think it's Mission Comics up on Mission Street. It used to be next to a coffee shop, but then they moved it actually on to Mission Street, and it's actually kind of nice. It's like. A, No, yeah, no, there's a whole another comic shop that's been, they're cool as fuck. Oh, we gotta check that out, or is it Columbia? Mission, ca- yeah, Mission Comic, yeah, <laughs> that's my bag. No, do- no, dog-eared, baby. Hey, do you still... Yeah, and the, the, the bookstore that's on 24th Street used to be over there on Valencia, before they wrapped it out, and I think it's a goddamn eyeglass store or some okay. bullshit now. Right. Some right. some shit. I yeah. I think I really think it's where that eyeglass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 See, so. you're talking about a two-hour walk. That's how. That's what I'm saying. That's a pretty. If you're walking it, if you're not driving it. 
because you're talking basically from 24th you basically said to 16th and then down over to whatever the fuck harrison or whatever the fuck you said that's what i'm saying that's a that's a you know that's a solid two hours and that's yeah you get some good exercise and it'll be like a nice day thing yeah that's i'm i'm down for that man when when do you want to do that you want to do it for next week or okay Yeah. 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 Text fucking about. Yeah. No, a lot. <laughs> you know, I used to have um a yearly. Yeah. You know, I might fucking re up. I might do that for myself for Christmas this year. Every year, I I used to. Uh, yeah. Well, it's only seventy five dollars a year. And it's uh, a pass to the Walt Disney Museum, the family museum that's in the Presidio. You ever been there? Yeah, no, wait. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's the Walt Disney, it's the family museum. It's like three floors. There's like, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's so fucking cheap, if you think about it. It's 75 bucks for the year. You know, it's like two... But here's the thing. You get, like, two free passes or, like, a free pass. So, like, you can always take someone with you. I really want to. I want to see what takes longer. Us taking that whole fucking tour of books for free and shit and getting a free book out of it or a couple of them. Or standing in line on a free fucking museum day at the De Young or at the goddamn... Uh, the, the plant museum or the animal museum because oh, yeah. those lines bruh okay, okay. Well, then are well let's see if it's worth the time that's a gorgeous fucking city yeah. speaking yeah. of the it's david of it's gorgeous i took i took some fucking great photos from that awesome that that wired up dome up top there. Oh yeah, no, this the history and look, even the people, then the way I don't know when I went, but this is the fucking nineties, so who knows? But like the women in the, the way that they're just the way that they they were made up. When I got back to fucking, when I got back to the Americas, I was bummed out. Like their technology seemed smoother, the society seemed to run smoother, everything. I don't know now. Like I said, I'm talking like twenty fucking years ago. Yeah, everything just their money's fucking sweet. Everywhere. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Isn't it crazy how much the prices are different? You'll see like their cell phone prices are cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. 
Americano, yeah. Because they don't have Instead of fake ass, ass bitch ass coffee. <laughs> and like in espressos, don't they? Yeah, it's like it's like two shots in the thing. They take it to the head. Mm. You know you did that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's really interesting. I like the sophisticated. It feels more sophisticated, oddly. I'm like holding a small ass cup to the head. Yeah. Oh, you just popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 